Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jane Coles, Cody Taylor, great theatre last night, great entertainment. Uh-huh. You, you need that. I, I enjoy watching that. It shows these players being human. It shows... Are traits that we all have, rational players becoming a little rational, the competitive nature of it, the little bit of the back chat. Um, and in the finish, uh, Dane Coles, that might have been the reason for the turnaround in momentum. Uh, he got underneath their skin um, and it seemed to lift his team and rightly or wrongly uh, seemed to have a little bit of an effect on the Crusaders with Cody Taylor ultimately being binned for 10 minutes. Yeah, look, I, I think I mentioned that in the um, commentary for Sky Sport when I said that there's been a shift in the game and, and the Crusaders look a bit rattled. And I think they were rattled because absolutely a little bit of a niggle started and the Hurricanes just sort of brought the game uh, into the gutter a little bit and just sort of put the Crusaders off their rhythm. And then they, they combined that with actually finally playing the game at the right area of the field and just started to create errors, penalties, Obviously, then a Sinbin, uh, and it just got them out of the the role that they were on because they they looked really fluid, uh, particularly in that first half. And and every time they entered into the twenty two, I think like uh, everybody in the crowd and most people who would have been tuning into the game, you just pretty much expected them to come away with points. And the majority of the time they did, but once the the, the Hurricanes just changed the the context of the game, and they did that with some defence. Uh, some very good defence where they manhandled a few of the Crusaders players. They got they got their just aggression levels up and just created a little bit of, uh, a, a, I guess, a, a shift in the way that the game had been flowing. And it was very advantageous to them. And then all of a sudden, uh, they, they really grew the Hurricanes, whereas the Crusaders seemed to be rattled. Um, oh, absolutely, mate. I'm, I'm, all, I'm a very big fan of uh, Dane Coles. Always have been. I think he was a catalyst for changing the way that uh, hookers played the game and, and looked at the game, uh, the way that he brought, uh, you know, a, a different set of skills into that into that area with without losing any momentum in terms of being a good scrummager and doing his core role. Uh, he, he's just been one of our great, great, greatest All Blacks, one of the legend Hurricanes players. I, I guess the only thing that I'll throw into the mix, and he's always been this way, Colsey. He's a niggly type of player. He's chirpy, and like you say, he will try and unsettle people. But there, there is a line that you don't cross. And uh, there was an incident with him with the Crusaders with Pablo Matera that um, did not go down well. Uh, and I feel that um, there, there's probably a little bit of baggage there. So when it was him being the catalyst again and getting under their skins, as long as he didn't cross that line that he did with Matera, uh, and that's obviously in-house that is, uh, but um, I was aware of what was said then that because Scott Barrett and a couple of others, unlike Cody Taylor, didn't have uh, anything nice to say after the game. And it just makes me wonder, you know, how far the banter actually went.
Mm. It's interesting watching it as a fan. So here's Cody Taylor and Dane Coles. They would have played in many All Black teams together. They would have been away on All Black tours. Um, And then they can come to a game like that and there's genuine animosity and it's close to actually having a bit of a punch-up. I mean, take us through that, Justin. You've been in that environment. I mean, I don't know. It, It just seems to go against what you think would happen. He's a mate of mine. And, yep, you want to go out there and be competitive, but for it to sort of go down that path. I mean, talk us through the psychology of how that works on a rugby field and maybe from your own experiences. Well, it's just rivalry, Watto. And, and you, you, you be, you bin any other allegiance uh, once, once you're playing for the team that you've got the jersey on for. Now, whether that's a, that's a club game when you're playing against a, a teammate that is in the provincial side, or whether it's a provincial side that was a teammate in Super Rugby, or equally whether it's an all-black teammate. When you've got a different jersey on, you're completely in that role. And yes, you still have mutual respect, but you're also competing against that person and and often sometimes in the same position. So you've got not only the the, the competitiveness of, I guess, trying to win the game, but equally you've got that rivalry of trying to get the better of somebody that is a teammate of yours and wears the same jersey and you want to prove a point. You know, look, plenty of instances I had in my career with mm. that. You know, think of Byron Callagher and I, for example, towards the later half of my career, um, you know, we were always at each other. <laughs> you know, um, Carlos and I, we, we were always at each other in games. And, um, you know, but it never went any further. We were roommates with the All Blacks, but when he was with the Blues or Auckland and um, I was Canterbury or the Crusaders, I would go at him real hard because I wanted to unsettle him because he was such a great player. So those sorts of things, you know, they are what they are in the game. And anything you can do to, to put them off or to to get the better of them or to have a better game than them, um, you take with great satisfaction and then you leave it, which is what Cody Taylor and Dane Coles did. They left, they left what had happened once that final whistle blew and had a bit of a laugh and a, a push around and, that, and a joke about it at the finish because... That's what it's about, the ability to move on and not take it any further. But how hard is that? I mean, did you ever find yourself in a situation where perhaps it's just not that easy to move on and that it took a couple of weeks or it took a month or uh, it took for you to go in an all-black twin room together for you guys to sort of move on and get over it? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's not just teammates. It's it's equally you know, op- opposite opposition players, you know, like it took me a long time to forgive George Smith. I'll be perfectly honest about that, Watto. <laughs> you know, like the fact of the matter is he, he broke one of my ribs and it was a late tackle and all he got was a penalty and I got no further involvement in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup and I thought that was a bit unfair. Um, and I took it personally, but it wasn't personal. You know, they actually, George and, and when I sp- spoke to George and George and George, George Smith and George Gregan about it, they, they just said we targeted what you were doing off the line-out, off those short line-outs, and we just wanted to put you under massive pressure because you were the, the main distributor. Um, and, and so, yeah, look, George Smith got his timing off, but it, he said to me, I played in uh, the Hong Kong 10s with him, actually, and he said, mate, it was not personal and it was not intentional. I think I agree with you. It was it was late, and that's what the, why the penalty happened, but I wasn't meaning to break your ribs, mate, and send you out of the World Cup. And, you know, when I had a chat to him about it, I thought, you know, I needed to probably just grow up a little bit and... and and realise it for what it was, um, and so you learn. You, you learn about not making. Sh- you, uh, you learn about making sure that you you take the game for what it is. You know, uh, an act of thuggery is different. Um, 
that certainly wasn't that with George, and, and there was there was no thuggery last night as mm. well. So as players, you've just got to say, right, oh, well, next time he's mouthing off at me or next time he's giving me a little bit of a slap around the face or whatever it might be, holding me down on the ground, pulling my jersey, I won't react. I'll just move on because I know that it fuels him and it puts me off. We often see in other sports taking timeouts deliberately to try and shift or change the momentum of a team. How deliberate was that last night from Dane Coles in terms of suddenly that game taking a bit of a stop-start nature rather than fluidity that the, the Crusaders perhaps in that, had in that first half, certainly in that first 20 minutes? Oh, I don't think it was um, two stop-start. I think um, it was basically, I mean their intention to make it stop-start. I, I just think it was, they just lifted their aggression levels and, and Dane Coles was the catalyst for that. But I thought particularly... Once he started to just uh, put put a decent shoulder on people, I think he knew that he probably wasn't going to be on there for the entire game, and he was just trying to blow blow himself out so that when he walked off, he had nothing left in the tank. And I think he successfully did that. Uh, and just when he started doing that, the rest of the players responded. It wasn't just him; there was plenty of others that really stood up. I thought Geordie just started to carry pretty hard and just went direct. And I, I mentioned Artie, but. Even up front, you know, Blackwell and co, um, everybody sort of just seemed to galvanise and go, you know what, we just want to narrow this game and we just want to get physical with them and see if they respond. Because, you know, they had lost Whitelock. There was a few players out there that the Crusaders usually usually um, would have an experience that were missing. And um, I think they just sort of smelt a little bit of an opportunity and they were right.